Hey, I'm Fred. I'm Phoebe. And I'm It. And this is Create a Generation. I didn't choose the van life. The van life chose me. (laughs) (laughs) I chose not to pay rent anymore. I wasn't willing to work at a job that wasn't fulfilling. I wanted the freedom and time and space in my own life to do things that were fulfilling. And that meant not working for somebody else to pay somebody else's mortgage. All right, we're back with another episode of Creator Generation. The whole crew is here. I'm Ant, obviously. We've got Phoebe and Fred, and we are joined by Amanda, otherwise known by her, uh, I guess, channel name is Tideline to Alpine. And Amanda's joining us from a very famous van, (laughs) I guess. Amanda, hi. (laughs) Welcome. Hello, thank you. Where are you? Who are you? Let's, I'm going to outsource uh, the intro straight to you. <laughs> yeah, I'm Amanda, known across the internet and social media as Tideline to Alpine. I'm coming from my van, whose name is Truck. I'm here in the Gulf Islands of British Columbia, southwest coast. And uh, yeah, it's a beautiful late summer day. Oh, Do you have a little furry friend with you too? I have a dog with me. He's, he's sleeping over there, so oh. yeah. He's another star name. of your of your yeah. content too. Um, yeah. So you are like OG van lifer is probably the best way I would describe <laughs> you. But um, but you're you know you've been living in a van for a very long time and making content about it for not as long. But maybe you can like how long? Like let let's dive into that because today I kind of want to like dive into like the realities mm. of a van life creator yeah. like i'm very curious because it's something that happened happened like it became a bit more popular with the pandemic right like i know a lot of people in the travel oh, yeah. created space decided to jump in but i imagine it's not when i really sat down to think about it i was like that can't be as easy as it looks i imagine that's very like a lot of work uh yeah so i moved into a van it'll be nine years at the end of this Whoa. calendar year so I moved into a van, then I started my Instagram account. Right. So the van life came first. Uh, and I've, I've been a photographer my whole life, but uh, after about seven and a half years of van life, I decided to try to cash in on it. Might as well. So I started the YouTube channel. It's, yeah. <laughs> you started, you, you moved into a van in, in winter then? Yes, I what? did. I moved into a van in winter. My first night in the van, I think it was like minus seven Celsius. Oh. Oh. And I spent it in a mechanic's parking lot because my van was broken. Oh, my goodness. That's hardcore. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what made you choose the van life then at that stage nine years ago? Uh, I didn't choose the van life. The van life chose me. (laughs) (laughs) I chose not to pay rent anymore. I wasn't willing to uh, work at a job that wasn't fulfilling to pay rent when what I wanted to do was to be outside working on my like personal healing journey. And that wasn't possible with the like the way cost of rent was increasing in the town I was in. So I gave my notice Mm -hmm. uh, to move out. Uh, I also didn't want to have to have roommates to afford rent. So I just gave notice I was going to live in a tent uh, starting January 1st. And somebody caught wind of that and gave me an old van. So I was gifted my first van. It The engine seized after about four months. But it got me through winter and it got me into van life. So that's why I say van life chose me. <laughs> it wasn't like a goal at all, ever. <laughs> 
Right. So most of the people who've, who've chosen van life now, you know, they're hopping on a trend, but you really were like, this is what I, this is something I've, I've got to do basically. Yeah. It was just like a, a way to do what I wanted to do with my life as opposed to the goal in itself. I didn't want to yeah. be a van lifer. I wanted the, the freedom and time and space in my own life to do things that were fulfilling. And that meant not working for somebody else to pay somebody else's mortgage. That's awesome. <laughs> so in, in undertaking this, like it, it's a, a genuine lifestyle change, right? Like mm. it's, you know, complete and utter 360 degree lifestyle change. Like, was that like, how did you get to that moment? Like, I think that's fascinating because. Well, I had been living in an outdoor recreation town. So a place, uh, it's called Squamish. It's famous for climbing, mountain biking, like all the things. It's like a major it town in the outdoor world. And so I had moved there for climbing. And so I wanted to be doing more outside activities Mm -hmm. and I'd grown up camping. So I was like very used to like, kind of like roughing it. Um, So it didn't feel like a huge transition into van life. Did you have to prep? Like, was there a big prep sort of what happens when you go from living like mere mortal, normal human, boring (laughs) people like myself in a house to like downsizing into a van? Like, is there a process? Uh, There was a bit of a process. I was given the van about three weeks before I had to be out of my apartment. So I had a little bit of time to like start moving into it. I had no time to uh, do any work in the van or change anything. But because where I had been living, uh, everywhere I moved into would then go up for sale. I'd have to move. I'd been downsizing like every six months to a year when I'd have to move. Um, and then unfortunately my last roommate had some sticky fingers and she disappeared a lot of my stuff for me. So, uh, I just threw the rest in storage and, and just moved into the van and yeah, just, um, it was kind of just like dropped into it. Uh, and I was, I had a job in town, so I was working, I was stationary. I wasn't traveling. I was just living in a van instead of an apartment. So it wasn't like I was getting on the road and, and going all over the place. Yeah. You know what's interesting about that? It's something I kind of hear people talk about a lot or it kind of, not a lot, but it comes up where people say, uh, or I think people looking from the outside looking in think, oh, you have to have a really good plan in place to make these big life changes. But often <laughs> oh. you don't, right? It's this uncomfortable no. life around you that forces you to do something absolutely crazy and turn your life on its head in a couple of weeks. And people say, oh, how do you do it? You're fearless. But the truth is you're just doing it, fear or not, right? <laughs> Yeah. You just kind of dive in. You have no choice. You just go with it. And when you don't spend a lot of time planning and preparing, you don't really have time to worry about things or kind of like dread things and overthink it. So it's just, yeah, it's just like ripping the bandaid off. So yeah. Yeah, So true. So from a content perspective, I am so curious because I know just how much work would go into creating the content, but then actually living in the van. So how do you balance that? What is, what is your content creation process and how the heck do you make these videos while you are living in a van? I can barely do it inside my house. Um, so the, the filming kind of comes easy cause I, I just am a obsessive content capture, like usually photos, but I had years of taking clips of videos and I never did anything with them. So I kind of just turned all my photos into videos. So I get a lot Mm -hmm. of comments that people like my photography, even though they're watching a video, because it's just a lot of like stills and like a little bit of nature movement. So 
the filming part came naturally and then I just kind of um, had a pretty good taste for what I wanted to watch in a video and just tried to to create what I wanted to watch Uh, but the power situation because I I still don't actually have a power system in my van is a little (laughs) a little interesting (laughs) Uh, so if I'm driving, I have a little inverter that plugs into the cigarette lighter. I have everything plugged in to that. So every time I'm driving, I'm charging something. I never drive anywhere without charging. And pre-pandemic, uh, I would just put everything on a power bar in a backpack and then stick the plug out of the backpack and plug it into a wall of the cafe and just have like (laughs) 10 things charging in the backpack so you get a good eye for outside power outlets honestly yeah. like just really good at finding available power plugs it's like a survival um, skill special skill yes <laughs> yeah are you always now like clocking powerpoints like just in every everywhere you go you just like look yeah. at, it's like you're like a survivalist but in a you know like where a survivalist is out there looking for water or shelter or food source you're just there like wandering around just like there's powerpoint of it it's like you're like the jason Bourne of powerpoints it's like this and water the, taps there's three <laughs> exits oh my water taps there you go there's, yeah there's, in a five mile radius there are 15 powerpoints and three water taps and i can get to them on foot in three minutes flat if i run yeah yeah awesome yeah. Right. Can I ask so another question, though? I mean, I'm curious about your Wi-Fi. Your Wi-Fi is crispy. It's crispier than mine. How are you? How are you doing this? Uh, so right now, I'm parked uh, in a driveway where my friend parks, and they work from home, so they have a little Wi-Fi thing set up, Got like you. 20 feet from my van. So normally, yeah. it would not be this good. Normally, I am uh, hotspotting off my phone. Whoa, that's hard. For all my internet use and uploads. So it's either hotspotting or finding open Wi-Fi and finding open mm-hmm. Wi-Fi sometimes takes 10 plus hours to upload a video. So, wow. Yeah. wow. Do you have to factor that in? Do you go, I know my, my Wi-Fi situation could be dodgy. I need this upload up by Sunday. I'll try and start finding somewhere on Saturday morning so it's up in time. <laughs> yeah, or Friday or Thursday. I try to edit uh, oh. like a, a week. I try to have the video done like a week before it goes live. So I have lots of flexibility and have it scheduled and then I don't need to be at the internet when and it comes out. Do you have like a plan? Do you know what you're going to film week to week or you see what happens? Uh, usually I don't have much of a plan. Usually I just film whatever my life is doing and then, and film like what I, like what I'm enjoying about it. So if it's like a nice sunset, I'll just film that. Or if I'm doing a project, I'll film the project or just like random thoughts. Uh, but I, the video when it comes out is like two weeks, like was finished filming two weeks ago. So I have a two week gap to edit, upload, schedule, uh, so that I'm not like living on this time crunch and to protect yeah. my location, like my safety. Yeah. 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 As a woman, like by yourself in a van, you'd have to be so careful. If people knew exactly where you were, you put yourself at risk. Mm-hmm. That sucks. But, um, <laughs> but you are, yeah. I mean, I'm like, I don't know where to go. Like, I mean, that, that, that really, it's, it's smart, the but it sucks. Like, segues? <laughs> well, yeah, there's no segue there really. Well, there, there, yeah. Yeah, there, there is, but it's not good. Um, yeah, I was gonna say I had I had the habit of uh, being unpredictable before I was making YouTube videos. So even when I was parked in the same town, I would never park in the same spot 
for many well. nights in a row or on the same weeknight every week. I would always, yeah. I would, like I have years of practice of being hard to find. Yeah. So, yeah. Be. Well, that's the Jason Bourne. <laughs> Before we move off, I just want to add, we'll talk about in terms of the audience and, you know, building an audience around van life. I have one technical van life question. Um, I've been noticing a lot of uh, van lifers at the moment are posting videos on the other side of van life. They talk, oh, this is what it's actually like. Because so many people posted like, oh, this is amazing. This is van life. And then now they're all posting this trend. They're like, this is what it's really like. And it's really fascinating hearing about the ins and outs. And to be honest with you, even though they say this is the, the downside of it, this it still looks like, you know, it's pretty <laughs> interesting and engaging. They, they want to make mm. it that way. Um, have you found that being an OG van life or like um, – there are certain things that are, are that really are like this is a really hard part of van lifing. Like this is really yeah. difficult. I feel like because I went into it with the mindset that I'll have all this free time to figure things out. And that was kind of like part of the goal was to have free time to gain skills, to do things for myself. So I enjoyed that challenge. But because I didn't get into it aware of this whole fantastical social media <laughs> scene of van life. I didn't have the letdown. A lot of people did. So a lot of their bad side of van life, their challenges of van life are because their perception of it going into it was yeah, right. a fantasy. So I hear yeah. so your expectations were managed suitably. What what yeah. are those things though? Like what are they what's the expectation versus reality then for the the insta famous wannabe sort of well, for one, the weather's not always perfect. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. yeah, like there's what? a lot of bad weather days. Uh, <laughs> like, f- actually, finding places to park, especially over time, has gotten harder as it's gotten more popular because a lot yeah. of places get shut down because people aren't respectful. Oh. So, I think a lot of people underestimate how much time they're going to spend finding a place to park, finding water, yeah. finding power, like managing things, cleaning up getting the dust out like all those things actually take a lot of time um and there's like this meme that's gone around is like you're not a real van lifer unless you've cried in a denny's parking lot because you can't find somewhere safe to park (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it's like uh i learned to drive on dirt roads but if you don't have a sense of back road navigation and kind of a sense of public land use laws then it becomes very stressful mm. choosing places to stay. So, so have you cried yourself yeah. <laughs> to to yourself in a Denny's car park with nowhere to park, or you're just no, uh, no, no? Because I, I, um, good for that. I'm, I'm okay with. <laughs> I'm pretty good at uh, flying under the radar. I don't really. I'm not prone to getting the the knock and the move along request. Mm. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. Expert. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. You said earlier that part of this, you know, it, it wasn't just a lifestyle change. It was more of like a, a really a healing journey for you. There was stuff that you wanted to work on. Ha- has it been a healing journey? Has it changed your life? How has it changed your life? Yes. Uh, it has definitely been a healing journey. Um, when you drive out in the woods <laughs> and you have no internet and you have no phone connection and you have no access to the outside world and you just are tired of driving and you park somewhere for days, you see everything that you've been kind of hiding from yourself. So it's a lot of opportunity for self-reflection, personal growth. Um, You could also use van life to keep escaping, uh, but I've been pretty intentional to use it uh, just kind of like to turn inward and 
focus on healing, getting my mental and physical health in a in a good place because I'm not like I don't have to be stressed out all the time because yeah I've slowed my life down. So yeah, it's been it's been really really healing for me. There's definitely been hard times. I would say mm. that the longer I'm in it, kind of like the more gains I would see in that department because the right. actual doing of the van life part just gets more seamless. Oh, yeah. got you. So there's like less distractions on the day to day and more time, mm-hmm. even more time to focus on yourself. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's yeah. so interesting. That's so interesting. It's interesting that you're saying like about disconnecting when so much of what you do now is about connecting <laughs> and connecting online. That's a, that's an interesting balance to strike. How do you do that? <laughs> uh, with therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Because the internet can be yeah. fantastic, right? And you have, there's this pressure to share and people commenting and then, you know, you're trying to heal yourself. Those are two very contrasting things. Yeah, the the onslaught of outside opinions on my life yeah. was something I underestimated before starting a YouTube channel. Yeah, it's intense. Um, so, yeah, it's been a lot to work through, but uh, I'm, I'm getting there. So, uh, yeah. luckily, my audience understands that I'm not always on the internet. And I try to make that clear every couple months that I'm just not, I don't, I don't, I can't respond to everything. I'm I'm not like, I'm trying to unplug and then just pop that on the internet for you. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's interesting you say that. Yeah. You go. Well, it's just interesting. Um, Was there a difference? Like you're, you know, you started the Instagram account not long after Mm. going on this, this, you know, into van life journey but the youtube channel is relatively new like only a couple of years was there a, a difference then like when you said you mentioned that there's like a lot of uh, unsolicited opinion advice on your lifestyle from from youtube audiences is, is there a difference or yeah because my instagram was mostly like friends family um and i was really really into climbing the first few years of living in a van so i wasn't a van life Instagram account it was more like climbing and dog but I lived in a van and I posted van pictures but I was never an influencer like my Instagram account has grown significantly since starting YouTube so it was always like pretty small I didn't have brand deals I wasn't it wasn't monetized uh so I think there's like this kind of like unspoken rule of Instagram if the person's account is under 10,000 like you're nice to them (laughs) and then as soon as it goes over 10,000 you can say whatever you want um, so I kind of, I didn't have to deal with like the criticism and the unsolicited advice and the opinions yeah. on my life. Whereas yeah. as soon as I started YouTube, it was like, you should. Yeah. <laughs> now I know the rules. Everyone I didn't know. Better. I can, um, yeah. I can navigate the, navigate the Instagram the much away. better. Yeah. <laughs> right. Hey, just a quick interruption. We have the Creator Generation Discord community. Join your fellow creators from all over the world. We are here to help you grow, thrive, succeed, help each other be accountable and get it done. So hit the link, join us in the Discord. I look forward to seeing you there. Do you ever run into any other van lifers? Do you ever see anybody else out there and like they recognize you, you recognize them, you guys trade stories from the road around the campfire? Um, (laughs) I I generally live in a van to avoid people i love it (laughs) as much as possible 
<laughs> so like I don't go to van life gatherings. I don't go to like the big meetups with like all the vans and like dirt and stuff. Like I that's that's not my scene. Um and most of the van lifers I meet and make friends with don't exist online. Like they don't right. they don't have any social media. Yeah. So it's like I'm kind of the odd one out usually in my social group where it's like I share my life and they literally don't exist online. Um, I've not really ever found I've made friends with or desired to spend time around other van life content creators. Mm, yeah, There's been a couple uh, here in BC since our YouTube I've spent some time with. But um, mm. yeah, like I, I just happen to live my life out of a van the goal yeah. really wasn't to be a van life content creator i just yeah. saw an opportunity and i was like well if everyone else is going to make money off the way i live i might as well so absolutely. yeah, absolutely. yeah. What, what do the og yeah. or the non maybe they're not even og but what are the non content creating van lifers think of their lifestyle becoming like a really hot content trend I don't think it's the most popular thing, honestly, <laughs> because uh, people who a lot of people who create content use disclosing locations as a way to like kind of have something to offer. Uh, whereas like I don't disclose locations where I am. And so th they like come into a town. There's people that live in vans there full time year round. They work, they live in a van. And then mm -hmm. some influencer comes in and is like, this is the best place to park. And then kind of oh. ruin it gotcha. for the people Ooh. that are there year round. So um, the, the mm -hmm. offline van lifers, I don't think they're a huge fan of a lot of the kind of influencers, especially who do it in that style. Yeah, right. uh, they also kind of see right through it. Like, not all van life content creators actually live in their vans year round. Like, a lot of them have really homes. they have oh. homes, they have apartments. Uh, some of them literally just go out on weekends to create content and then go live in their apartment Monday to Friday. So, which is fine, yeah, but don't don't um, it's, it's claim totally it to be fine. Yeah, else, it's, you know, yeah, like, yeah. So, yeah, uh, and you know, it's when you live in a van, you can kind of tell <laughs> if somebody doesn't actually live in their van it's i mean it's nice it's nice to spend your weekends that way road tripping is great yeah it's all awesome but uh it, it is different if you're if you have nowhere to go if something happens to your van versus if you have an apartment and an extra car yeah. it's a added level of stress i guess mm. you know if my van breaks down it's like yeah i have to work with the mechanic to be able to sleep in it or i have to like find somewhere to stay or pack my tent and sleep in the woods or something so has it has it been moments where you're like i'm in a i'm in a pickle here like i'm out here by myself you know you're questioning how you got there and you're like how am i going to get out of this like <laughs> yeah uh yeah uh, luckily mechanics are usually pretty understanding when i need help uh but i have gotten stuck my van stuck off-roading um mm. like high centered and one time it took me two days to dig myself out wow. of there. So, Oh, my gosh. Like, actually physically dig yourself out. I had to jack up my van and then fill in under the tires, like, the whole. There's, like, deep grooves. So I had to, like, jack oh. up my differential off the dirt, fill in the grooves so I could and drive out. Over two days, not a single human process. came past. 
<laughs> I had I had been out there for weeks and nobody had gone by. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's it was incredibly uh, scary. But you must feel pretty badass once it's done, right? Like I'm out. Yeah, I don't need anybody. Like I oh, yeah. dug my van out of a ditch. Like I would be yeah. like Superwoman. Yeah, my process is kind of when 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 the crap hits the fan. My process is have a snack, have a nap if you need to, then deal with it. Like you don't need to deal with it right away. It's amazing. It's the thing. Everything can life. wait. All right. Fred, yeah. Phoebe, anything, any shit hits the fan work wise. Having a snack, having snack. a nap, nap, then we'll deal with it. This is uh, our, our, yeah. our new policy. I like it. I like this a lot. I think yeah. you're onto something. Cancel my therapist and I'm just rolling with that. Yeah. It's, it's so good. Because I, I, I think the very first video I ever saw of yours was um, where you, I think you went intentionally maybe drove out into some very deep snow and i'm pretty sure it's the current van you're in just to see what would happen yeah and oh my it was very deep snow um it looked very cold and then there was a lot of digging and shoveling going on there and luckily some some guys came past with a a truck i think and yeah yeah, i think they got stuck at one stage it was pretty interesting Do you also always have the camera out for, for those things? Like you have a snack, have a nap, check the batteries and, and off you go. Like is, is that what happens? Yeah. Yeah. Um, in a way, creating videos has made all the stuff going wrong a bit easier to deal with because it's like, well, it's good content. Good content, yeah. It's like, so uh, it's always like, okay, I have to film this. Like, yeah. I can't just not deal with it. So sometimes it's just literally putting the camera on a tripod and you just get one shot of the whole thing, but it depends on the situation. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's definitely part of the process now is to make sure I capture myself dealing with, <laughs> especially the stuff that goes wrong. Yeah. Awesome. You know, yeah. you know what? I haven't prepped this, but Phoebe, you're a travel creator. Like Amanda, if um, Phoebe was going to become a van lifer, a real van lifer too, none of this weekend van lifers how would she go about it like phoebe yeah what do i do what do you do like what what do i do help me you get a van step one you make sure there's gas in the tank (laughs) and then you just do whatever you want to do i love that it doesn't need to be built out it doesn't you, you can just you can just put a mattress in an empty van and hit the road and just deal with it as, as you you're going. Yeah. Do you know what? Yeah. That makes a lot of sense because I see a lot of people, like I like to watch van life videos because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's as close as I think I can get to it. Um, and I see people and they make these perfect vans before they sit out and then you see them on the road and they'll start talking about all the things they did unnecessarily. Like I put this in there and I didn't need that. I put this in there and I didn't need that. And they wish they had kept it a bit more simple. Is that accurate is that what it's really like or you think that's oh yeah 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 because they they they've watched all the tours so there's like all these really cool things you can do with building but just because it's really cool doesn't mean it's the right thing for you yeah right so my advice is always like don't worry about what anyone else is doing do what works for you and what you want to do because van life is so flexible and customizable it doesn't make sense to copy paste yeah when you could create so you know what you yeah. could swap out van life with like youtube or content creation it's the same thing like so many yeah. people, but it, there's part of the joy right yeah. like in all the bits and pieces like the preparation and the 
Googling the, yeah. the little slide out drawers or the, but like a lot of aspiring YouTubers <laughs> have the same problem, right? They, I need the mic, I need the camera, I need the ring yeah. light, I need the, yeah, you're this like, is true. You, yeah, you're the, you're, you're, it. You're, you're spitting truth for everything here. This is awesome. Yeah. yeah. And this was the start of my channel. Like I just had this oh. and a little tripod that like clipped on here. Yeah, right. Uh, that, that was it. <laughs> For our audio only people, that's a, a phone. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's, it's a great self- audio it's, moment. It's a cell phone. This thing. <laughs> wow, that thing's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. <laughs> wow, I can't believe I'm seeing it. <laughs> while, while we're asking about adapting to van life, like, how does your dog adapt to van yeah, life? Or has he always been a van life dog? Or she? He um, or she? He was one years old when I adopted him. We lived in an uh, apartment for six months together before moving into a van. Uh, but, like, we spent most of our time outside doing stuff. So he's he had no problem adjusting to it. And he gets a little upset if we spend too much time at people's houses. So really? he is very well adjusted to van life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so sweet. Yeah. And do you find that obviously being on the road so much, is, are you able to make more friends or do you find you're, that's still harder to make friends because you're moving around so much? Um, it's hard because I don't have a lot of like time in towns making friends previous to van life, but I have no problem making friends uh, living on the road. I just don't get to see them. Like we don't have like weekly nights together. It's stay in touch through social media and then like get together maybe once or twice a year or maybe I just see them for like a few days every couple of years and you have like a really intense like close friendship and then you just like always know that you're there for each other but um a lot of the friends I have I actually like ended up meeting through Instagram because I wasn't doing it like for business I was just interacting with people with common interests so I made a lot of my friends through Instagram or um you know, if if you're living a slow life, you have a lot of time to like make eye contact with people, smile at people, you get talking to people, like people just invite you for dinner. Mm. I, I found it pretty easy to make friends along the road. So I love how authentic your story is, Amanda. Like everything has come from this genuine desire to do something and then the sharing comes second. And I think this is something I've been thinking about a lot lately is that um, I've been spending a lot more time with content creators lately and there seems to be this disconnect between content creation and our actual lives not everything is a content creation moment some of it is our actual life like you will look back on it and it's not a photo it's what you lived or didn't live and I love that you are out there living your life for yourself you know you're doing all of this from your heart and I think that's yeah such a testament to why you've done so well and why your community loves you so much so it's just a little moment from me to you (laughs) yeah yeah, I'm working on keeping more to myself. So I've I've gone from two to one video a week, and that gives me days of existence each week where nobody knows what I'm doing, and it's really yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah, like, like the anti-influencer, like the, the complete opposite end of the spectrum. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And did you see any change in your channel or com- community? Were, were you afraid to drop down from two videos to one? Yeah, it was kind of. I mean, I needed to because I was. I was on the verge of completely burning out. Um, mm. But I mean, it's a lot of down gray arrows. So if you create on YouTube, you know exactly what I mean. So yeah. it's a little hard to see that. 
but I figure after a few months, the stats will kind of reset in their comparison and then it, it'll be green check marks. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I'm just being patient and, and knowing that like, I have to be content and inspired or there's no point putting out content because it's just going to end up sucking. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. good advice <laughs> speaking of your, your content like where do you get your inspiration for your content because like mm. you're out in the wild living you know living screen free a lot of the time so like how do, where do you get your ideas and inspiration to like adapt like we we caught up a little while ago and you're talking about making changes to your content where do you where does that all come from that's a really tough question i want to give people that can't get outside the experience of being with nature. Mm-hmm. So that's why I don't use any music. And if some scenes are really quiet because nature's quiet, then they get to have that moment of quiet. So that's a big part of it for me is taking what I love so much about living this way and trying to kind of give that to people, but also just sharing whatever I feel like sharing with my life. So mm-hmm. it helps that like I've made really good friends with myself just happy being alone so it makes it a bit easier to share my life i think and I, yeah i i love the no, no music i think that's like yeah. na- just hearing nature hearing thing. the water go past or the wind and the it it's so cool yeah. like and it stands out massively because who does that like it's um it's, yeah. it's a bold break you never could me to do that yeah <laughs> it's, it's so catching fun. on yeah. it's catching on actually yeah. i'm noticing more natural soundscapes in the videos i watch and less music plugged into every scene so it's it's a nice change mm. that's happening i think yeah we'll, we'll trace it back to you, you, yeah. we'll, you, can, <laughs> <laughs> you can claim it we'll give it to you but i also just uh i only have so much power and i only have so much time to create a video so by taking out the whole um stock audio soundscapes I save time and I save money and I don't have to worry about copyright infringement. Yeah. So it's just like it guarantees my videos are monetized and it's less work for me. I mean, I shouldn't say that because it's <laughs> a lot of work filming to get nice audio when yeah. you're filming mm-hmm. or yeah. building natural soundscapes if I use drone footage. So. so what do you see the future looking like? Do you see yourself van lifing forever? Do you think you do a natural <laughs> end or um, it take you? I will at least live in a van till I hit the 10 year mark because um, that's going to be a good video. Yeah. <laughs> so I yeah. got to at least, at least live in a van till like 10 years of van life. The anniversary. <laughs> the, yeah, the anniversary. <laughs> I would love to have land someday to at least grow a garden at in the summer, it would be really nice. Uh, but I also have this like lifelong dream of living on a boat, which is oh, crazy because I don't nice. know anything about sailing and I can't really swim. So we'll teach you. We're Australian. We're born swimmers. <laughs> we'll teach you via yeah. Skype. <laughs> yeah. So my I feel like my the future of my life is actually really tied to the success of my channel because if my channel does well, I have more kind of like financial wiggle room sure, to like yeah. pursue what I find interesting. So, yeah. but at the least I know how to get by on very little in a van. So <laughs> there'll always be that. <laughs> I think too, because of the way you are and just kind of this, just go for it and see what happens kind of attitude. I feel like your audience can go with you on that, right? Like mm-hmm. if you all of a sudden said, okay, 
10 year anniversary, time to start yacht life. People would be like, hell yeah, let's see where this takes her. Wear a life jacket. So. <laughs> that's, that's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, well, and then <laughs> that's my advice to you for, for the next next wear version of it. Please just wear a life jacket. Um, make, and maybe a helmet. Yeah. <laughs> hey, like you said, it's going to make great content. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, and then, like, I guess, lastly, like, you know, you've thrown, you know, to get get some advice, we've, we've got Phoebe in the van, we've thrown her, but do you have any, like, any last bit of advice for, like, anyone who's looking at at creating content more broadly and, like, following their passion and sort of doing what you did, whether it's in a van or just diving in and creating content around what you love? Like, I would say my advice for creating content is the advice I always remind myself when I feel frustrated with it is to uh, enjoy the process of creation. And so that means that it needs to be something that's like uniquely from yourself and not trying to fill a mold because things are always changing. What's popular is always changing. And if you're always trying to chase what you think is going to work best, you're always going to be a bit behind, so it's better just to enjoy the process yourself and to enjoy the self-expression and, um, I guess, just hope other people like it. So, yeah. That's brilliant. So true. Awesome. So, <laughs> yeah. if you get frustrated, have a snack, have a nap, and then get back into it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, awesome. Amanda, yeah. Tideline to Alpine, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, this is Yeah. And I'm I'm guys, I'm tapping out for the rest of the day. I've got to have a snack and a nap and I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, thanks for having me. Okay, the generation on the mic. <laughs>